0: turns out you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows and you don't need much more in your podcast feed than the born to be mild show to help you make sense of the major issues surrounding the covid19 pandemic since recording this episode sunday morning donald trump has extended his social distancing and commercial guidelines through the end of april we definitely saw this coming and said as much during the show but it wasn't official as of taping and we figured we would say as much at the outset Tons of awesome stuff in this week's show we know you'll enjoy. Without further ado, the Born to be Mild podcast.
1: Hey, hello, and welcome back to BTBM for the week of March 29th, 2020. We're isolated, we're opinionated, and we're optimistic. For Ronald Kabuno, I'm Peter Crawford. Ron, you, myself, and everyone else has been talking about and will be talking about this virus for quite a while. But please tell me we've got other things to focus on, too.
0: Oh, you're damn right we do. Thank God. Uh, It's just, (laughs) yeah, you're only limited by your imagination.
1: Well, you know what? Being stuck inside for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, your imagination can run wild. So let's do this. Or can really be put to the test.
0: You're starting to see a lot of people at the end of their ropes, at the end of their sidewalks, as old Shell yeah, would say. Yeah,
1: as I peer out my window like uh, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and uh, sometimes you even come to the end of the Netflix, and luckily they drop Tiger King on everybody. Oh,
1: so, would that show uh, even be popular have... if we weren't in the middle of this? Do you think it would have the following?
0: Unfortunately, it yeah. would, Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because it is the right amount of ridiculous, the right amount of uh, scandal, um, and the just the perfect amount of what the hell is going on? Can you believe people live like this? So who doesn't want to look? Yeah, at I, that? I don't
1: know how they kept coming up with new and ridiculous shit every single episode. <laughs>
0: like, well, it, it it it's really tough to tell if it's fake. I've reserved or I. I reserve the right to believe that it is at every point just because I have a little history in the TV production oh, industry. Oh, I really so, wanted
1: you to say you have a little history with tigers, but okay. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that would be way, way cooler. But unfortunately and unfortunately, I don't. Still looking at all ten toes and all ten
1: fingers. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the one thing I have heard that's not uh, – well, I did not even know if they – I haven't finished it yet, so maybe they tell you. But that country music uh, singer – for his albums that's yeah that's not him so
0: it's absolutely not him and it's really easy to tell because he sings at his one uh non-gay husband's funeral <laughs> yeah so yeah so he like had a husband but he actually wasn't he was a straight guy just you know was using him for money or whatever and uh oh man is this is this a spoiler are We're we doing spoiling this? a reality oh, tv show it. I love it, and we're only a minute into this thing, and you might have some people turn off oh, right yeah. now because there are so many people enthralled Skip by this garbage. Skip like ahead three minutes Let me just tell if you, you haven't watched all of Tiger yeah. King and plan to. Honestly, I'm not gonna devote more than a couple more seconds to it. I just wanted to say that I think it's really opportunistic time for it to be dropping because it might. Have, it's it's Cheers right now. It's the Fresh Prince. It is what everybody is <laughs> I watching. Love that. Those are the two sitcoms <laughs> you went to.
1: It's true though.
0: 80s man. Yeah. Well, I mean, last time everyone huddled around the screen for one collective thing was you know back in the old three channel days or thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think maybe 9/11 people were around the, and this. Oh, yeah, but I mean for I mean, for oh, a show. Right. You know.
0: I, Seinfeld, was the of course. Seinfeld, can, the Friends or, finale
1: was really big, actually. Very yeah, big, very I'm big. I'm not a big Friends fan. But.
0: So, like, you know, I've just been doing a lot of stuff around the house, as everybody else has. And you, I hope that everybody is doing laundry every day like I am, and <laughs> doing dishes seemingly all day long, and making them as well. But, uh, you know, we're going through our quarantine supplies at a judicious rate. Mm-hmm. Um, We are making little clandestine trips to our storage unit and breaking out these special saved wedding gifts. Like, ooh, we broke out these dope ass pots and pans that we got oh, for nice. our wedding. And, you know, we had a little celebration I'm a big with big pots and yeah. pans
1: guy. I, I, I would have had those broken out right away, I think. I love pots and pans. We new were ones. holding
0: off and we were thinking, you know, we were thinking we'll save it until we get a new house or something, but No. <laughs> We're sitting in here, and we're making so many meals, and we're just looking at these old ratty ones, and we're like, no, you got to go. You're gone. Is that a chip? Something hilarious about is that, that a chip?
1: It's out. <laughs> you just finally, oh, finally yes. broke out your pots and pans because you were quarantined.
0: Because the neuroses got the best of us, and they're just
1: getting mad uses. That's fantastic, though.
0: It is. And it's really great because we're sitting here together, uh, Brittany and I, and we're making meals with the kid, and we're eating with the kid, and it's so June cleaver It's fucking awesome, I got to
1: admit. Yeah, I feel like there's a real polarization right now. People are either really bonding with their family <laughs> loving it or, or not. <laughs> it's driving a wedge between them the size of the Titanic.
0: And I am not really trying to be on the social medes too much, except, you know, when I'm trying to keep up with this show and, and whatnot and all the goings on on our page. But like, you, of course, you open up the page and you see it right away. It's evident. They're they're letting everybody know how well or how not well they're yeah, handling Yeah, there are no this.
1: secrets because uh, another thing that people are doing is more social media. So you get to see everyone all the time.
0: Absolutely. And it's either a meme about how I have to be careful about where I bury my children, <laughs> or it's like this uh, complete pageant that they're putting on in the living room having the grandest right. time. You know, it's no in-between. I've
1: been, I've been okay. I might be the in-between. Um, I do want to get out more. We're do- we've got a hike today. We're doing a day hike. Uh, so that's something because I've got to get outside.
0: You were telling me about that. You were telling me you're going to the Hocking, Hocking Hills, Hills yeah. which I am so jealous because it is way farther away for me than it is for you. And uh, it is a glorious yeah, place. they have
1: so many great trails and uh, we've done most of them, but uh, it, it never gets tiresome. And going during different seasons make, makes every trail kind of different. And God, now that it's getting warmer, now more than ever, we definitely need a hike because they, I mean, for Christ's sake, there's nothing else to do.
0: I was telling Brittany the other day that like a uh, trail is different for me if I do it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> like it's completely different. You just turn around and do you it. Do the, it the other it way, is, yeah. You know. Absolutely. It is different. You're not like, oh, I saw that tree, it's boring no, now. Same it like, on no, the other side. No, no, no. no.
1: That's where it's at. <laughs> you know, like
0: all the elevations are different, you know, and opposite, you know, if you're running it especially. So like, yeah, I mean, come on, let's let's appreciate it for what it is it's good it's good enough yeah, as it is we
1: got to really sell these things that we're doing right now because it's all we got
0: i like it i li- it's like a revert to uh simpler times for a lot of us who are trying to stay off of screens as much oh as yeah possible. we are
1: well okay <laughs> there are more screens but i like the idea of getting away from the screens with something like this and yeah the simplification of everything i mean that's not a bad thing was it thoreau that uh simplify simplify was that him or was that a uh, emerson one of those guys.
0: Oh, you got I it me. Was, uh, I think it was absolutely Either way, it's a book that is sitting on my shelf currently. <laughs>
1: okay, well, I won't ask you to break it out yet, but uh, I, I think I'm that the idea... am just saying it might
0: be unread, it might be read,
1: I don't know. <laughs> the idea of simplification <laughs> uh, I think is really good for pretty much everybody once in a while. It just sucks if it's being no, forced No, I think it's good for me.
0: everybody. If you're talking about a uh, contemporary lifestyle, if you're talking about a... Uh, uh, Scandinavian lifestyle approach, if you're talking about a Japanese lifestyle and approach, uh, these are all pared down to the essentials and um, it's a great outlook because you cleanse yourself of things that are unnecessary. And, to some um, degree. Clutter, we're still does, watching, clutter does not we're still help the, the brain. so We're not
1: getting overly cleansed. Got to make that clear. Well,
0: we compartmentalize <laughs> and hopefully, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. So we're not, we don't have Tiger King on in the background constantly. And we don't know if we've watched this one before because it's just been on 30 mm-hmm. times. You know, we take it in and we digest it and then we turn it off and we go do some other
1: things. Yeah. Uh, you yeah know, Just, oh, speaking yeah, of, speaking of, I watched the Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, you finally watched that? Finally. Wow. So good. I mean, I, I can't imagine I wouldn't enjoy it. So.
0: I just think that I was really hesitant because Mr. Rogers is like my top three dudes ever. Oh, yeah, who are the other? Is like Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, in there
1: too. I feel like he'd be good for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will just say that Abraham Lincoln is one of the other two, and and we'll leave it at that. But, um, yeah, Mr. Rogers is a very was a very very special human being. So I was very hesitant to watch. Tom Hanks, as wonderful of a person as he is, try to embody it. Yeah, you don't want
1: the, the icon to be biased by anything in Hollywood.
0: It was fine. It was more than fine. He did a fantastic job. You know, I listened to an interview when he was talking about initially trying to summon Fred Rogers. Um, he kept telling himself, this is a joke, right? Like, I cannot talk any slower, and yet I need to talk even slower, He's like, I feel like I'm doing a caricature of him because this can't even be humanly possible for someone to be this slow and deliberate. So, yeah, he did, and so when he did, he's like, I finally found it, and there were points where I was watching the movie and I took my glasses off, possibly because it was a bit misty in the room, Um, (laughs) you know, because it was a little heartfelt at times, but but other times just because I was trying to blur out the screen and just imagine that it was Fred Rogers, and it made it easier. Uh, just not kind of just kind of having Tom Hanks face a little blurry. And it was it was real entertaining yeah. in that regard.
1: Do you think that anybody else could have been uh, or would have been accepted as a uh, uh, plain Mr. Rogers like that part? Tom Hanks is kind of like the, uh, the uncle for all of us or, the, you know,
0: he's fantastic. But if I want to give someone the latitude to try and embody somebody to that degree, and if somebody is of supreme talent, then like I can't tell you right now for sure that. I mean, One Note Liam Neeson couldn't do it on no. a good day. You know, like I, you know what I mean. Like
1: so, there are so many <laughs> that, people that that'd might be, a much be different able show. to. I'm trying to picture Liam Neeson <laughs> in a sweater. At in. the
0: <laughs> at the end of this, uh, Mr. Rogers is over some dude's house, and some stranger just asks him, "Yo, are you a sniper?" <laughs> and then and then uh, he's like, "No, no, no. He's not a sniper. He was a green beret, right, or something like that." because everyone has these urban legends about him and uh, he just laughed it off in the movie or something. It was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I've got to check that out. I like Mr. Rogers a lot. So
0: yeah, good stuff. Nice, wholesome stuff. Uh, great life lessons and, uh, you can fall asleep to it easily. Just ask my wife. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well, if you look at Grace at this point, I, I'm not sure she's made it through a movie since, like, 2007.
0: Oh, She man. is just the
1: epitome. Now, if we're in theaters, it's different. But if if she's on the couch, of she's course, done. Of course. It's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, I mean, I it, it could be watching, like, a World War II, like, just explosions and all. And she's just completely zonked out.
0: Oh, absolutely. Brittany's uh, nickname is Little Baby Uh-Oh, because much like the doll... All you have to do is make it prone, and then the eyes close. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it's all about a different degree. Once the uh, obtuse becomes acute uh, with regards to the couch, it's it's lights out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, something about a couch and a movie is, I don't know, the best sleeping medicine for her. I'm a little bit of an insomniac, so sometimes I'm irritated, and other times I'm just straight up jealous. Oh, my God, I wish I could fall asleep like that.
0: And now I'm waking up at super weird hours like,
1: all right, it's 5 a.m., oh, I'm yeah. up. No, there's – and I usually end up uh, finding stuff for the show while I'm uh, awake at 3.30 yeah. in the morning with nothing else to do.
0: Did I tell you on the last episode that I was just up and called Home Depot at 6 a.m. and got a freezer?
1: Just no, right there? I don't think you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> like yeah, because, like, freezer, I was right?
0: tracking down – like yeah. a chest freezer gotcha. for the garage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were gonna get one uh, during the breastfeeding time, but we made it through there, and then just kind of drug our feet, and then now we're in a global pandemic, and <laughs> there are no freezers to be had in the tri-state <laughs> no area. Kidding. In case you I were wondering, it. don't go I look because like I was like hunting these down for over a week, and then there were two coming in on a truck from the distribution center, and then I called back, and she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I think it's next week now," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> okay, whatever." So, I happened to call in, you know, right when they opened at 6 a.m. and they're like, Yeah, we put these right on carts and put them at the front door so people didn't even have to go back to appliances. They could just roll them right the hell out. And they only got two. They got two in. And two? someone Jesus. was buying it. And then, yeah, look now, two. <laughs> and someone just didn't take it. So the lady kept it for me at the front desk for like a half hour. And I rolled up there, all quarantined out with gloves and mask and everything. And I wiped the box down with the. the the wipes and everything and I brought it home and I let it sit in in the house for two days or whatever and then I opened it up. But apparently the virus can only live on cardboard for one day. One day on cardboard, yeah. For some reason it it behaves
1: like the exact opposite of bacteria. It it, it behaves in the way that it would live longer on steel but less long on something like cardboard which is thrown in the face of completely, you know, everything that like a, a microbiologist has been taught. I know this because uh, I happen to be engaged to a microbiologist, so. Right,
0: and you have organic matter and uh, probably moisture and all that good stuff, and yeah, it's like, I don't care.
1: So a full day on cardboard, Uh, though, so you see uh, a lot of people coming home from the grocery store. And that has to do with the mail, too, right? uh, groceries and stuff, they're actually sanitizing everything that comes into their home.
0: I have been, you know, so I use like a Clorox wipe on anything that is bagged. And then we do soap and water on any of the produce. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's probably good.
0: And no reusable bags now, unfortunately. And that's really weird. And it's got to be kind of odd. I wonder what they're doing where they've had plastic bag bans put in place in the last couple of years. They're banned in New York. And And now, I don't know. And now right? I mean, come on. Now you can't bring your own bags in or it's like actually a public health hazard for you to do so. Yeah. But ha- we're, do, uh, you know, do they have those we're reusable back in place?
1: bag users? But uh all all the stores in Columbus, yeah. they they still carry the plastic, so there hasn't really been a problem. Right,
0: right. I like paper, though, too, because I put my recycling yeah. right in it, and then I could put my and recycling out. you can recycle them, yeah. It.
1: And you can recycle the plastic bags, yeah. too, but it's like a, a special recycling thing. Oh, and-
0: my place doesn't let them, they don't even take them. If your stuff is in the plastic bags in the bin, they won't take Oh, no, take no,
1: them. There, you have to take them to a special place here in Columbus. It's like, yeah. it's not with your the rest of your recycling. So we just save all of them in, like, a bag, and then, like, after eight months or whenever we have enough, we'll uh, take them to get uh, recycled at the drop-off place, which I've never gone to, so I don't even know where it is. Grace does it.
0: So I know where I know where three of my surrounding recycling centers are just because we can't recycle cardboard in our bins and we have a lot of cardboard a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, the reason being is because they want the cardboard to be as pristine as possible when it gets to the center because it's one of the only things that China is still buying. Um, So they want to make sure that it is really nice and in good shape so that they can ship it off over there.
1: Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our stuff. recycling takes a uh, cardboard here. So. Or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So, Pete, we have come to the shitty portion of the show where we are going to have to do a little talk about coronavirus. Yes,
1: the sick elephant in the corner of the room.
0: So, we are all in the grips of it right now. Um, we've got our death toll going from, like, what? We
1: went from 1,000. We, we broke the 1,000 death barrier on, uh, I think, Wednesday. And then just two days later, we topped 2,000.
0: Exactly. So you want to be doubling every, what, never, <laughs> but apparently, yeah. you know, the worst is like every three days or something in terms of cases and deaths and everything else. Everything it tells again. you right
1: now that we're still climbing and we have not reached our peak yet. If you've looked at a, uh, a chart that shows, uh, we've talked a lot about flattening curve and we do not have a flattening curve at all compared to a lot of the other nations. Uh, if you look at them all next to each other, South Korea has done and. Exceptional job. I don't know how and what measures South
0: South Korea and China. China.
1: You have to understand that China, China can employ draconian measures that South Korea wasn't doing. Right. They were just doing a really good job. Absolutely.
0: At testing as well. Yes. And
1: social distancing, quarantining, all of those things far better than we do. Well, they were also
0: able to track. And that is where the cat got out of the bag. And we were not able to follow around the cases and get everybody who was infected and who, you know, interacted with those people. Um, once you go into community spread, now you're just playing you know as good as you can in, in terms of keeping people away right. from each other and keeping mm-hmm. it down. So you know like we have communities or I forget how many counties it is right now in the country that still do not have any cases. And what you're gonna see is a differentiating in approaches uh, from here on out based on how susceptible they might be, to the spread based on population density and the types of uh, activities that go yeah. on there. These
1: are uh, a lot of these counties are not transient whatsoever. Uh, the people are basically isolated to begin with. So it's a lot easier as compared to, you know, someplace like New York City to uh, keep things at bay, keep things out. Exactly. But nobody is an island anymore. Right. No, it, it, all it takes is a person to come into that community and bring it in, it, you know, and, the, and, the whole, the whole place can be infected and it'll hit
0: them really hard. And then those places don't have the good medical systems to fall back on. They don't have the resources. exactly. No. So it's
1: like, it's a really tough call. Christ, we don't even have the resources. No one has the resources. Right, right exactly.
0: Now. We're sitting here with Cleveland clinic, Akron children's, uh, Ohio state med, blah, blah, blah. And we are looking at needing three all times struggling. capacity in our state alone. Yeah. Um, but you know, as, as we were talking about off air, Dr. Amy came on and gave us some really great news this week. Our mitigation tactics have been working to the extent where she can project with all of her, all of the numbers that they have 50 to 70, 75% mitigation of the spread so far because of the, uh, the stay at home measure.
1: Yeah. Oh, Ohio's done a really good job with the, uh, uh, staying away from each other, the social distancing, you know. it's it, Obviously, we don't have the temptations that New Orleans or South Florida has with the parties this time of year. But uh, we've been pretty responsible, and I think a lot of the credit, you really have to give it to Mike Dewan. He's been a little bit ahead of the rest of the government in this. We were kind of uh, social distancing and isolating ourselves almost a week and a half before everybody else. And
0: some people had really, really tough calls to make. So if you're DeSantis or whatever down oh, in Florida course. and or wherever, yeah. and so many places are um, – Tourism dependent, and you're gonna obviously the, all these people are coming from other places and possibly bringing it, but then bringing it oh, back yeah. to where they're at, and bringing it in. So it is a two. We're putting s-
1: people in danger, but you can't. Your tourism is your. You know, it's it's not terribly unlike the movie Jaws. Uh, yeah, when the guy when won't are you shut gonna close beach? that beach?
0: Absolutely, <laughs> you know, you know it. Uh, and that is a tough call for people to have to make, and it's been a once in a lifetime experience. So. A lot of people are gonna get a lot of uh, leeway in terms of their response, but uh-huh. um, a couple people aren't. You know, so a mm-hmm. couple people are probably going to, um, I don't know, they're gonna have their methods called into task when this one's all over.
1: Oh, they're they're being judged right now. Anyone, the the criticism around the country by the uh, the smug folk at home, like us, calling out the people who are still down on the beach and. You know, not doing anything resembling social distancing. Um, it, it's irritating when we're stuck at home and we're trying to to uh, get this virus slowed down and, and off of our radar. And you're looking at these people just having a blast. So, yeah, they rightfully are going to be judged. Oh, no, I was talking I mean, about leadership. I am, too. And you you have to and like he's got to do something. You can't just say, well, would you guys mind going home? You got to enforce this. You're stuff. right. But how do you enforce it?
0: And so we just got off of a day where Trump said that he was going to back off of his comments from earlier in the day, of course, where he was talking (laughs) about quarantining New York, New Jersey and Connecticut
1: fully. Yeah, it's 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 almost I mean, and And you uh, want to talk draconian, the CDC gave him the thumbs up for it, but they don't have any, you know, (laughs) that is draconian. They have no Uh, enforcement policies. Exactly. But right now we have world.
0: We have interstate restrictions. You have to have a note upon entering Pennsylvania, essentially. My one friend is going back and forth uh, to care for a sick mother, and uh, mm-hmm. they need you to have your papers out. You have to have a reason to be going back and forth.
1: I bet. They've got that issue ordered in uh, Rhode Island. For them, they're supposed to be hunting down New Yorkers that are squatting there right now to get away from the virus. Um,
0: well, what they're doing, they're not extracting them from their mansions out there and, you know, wherever the hell. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, seriously, man, those Rhode Island mansions are like none other. Holy
1: shit. I'm sure they've got to have something. It's
0: unbelievable out there. Um, but anyways, um, they're just telling them to stay in place. They're like, listen, you guys came here to leave New York. That's fine. But you might've brought some buggies with you. You have to stay in the house for 14 days or whatever.
1: Okay. So they're not sending them back, but they are trying to look.
0: Yes. Yes. Because a lot of people did. And my friend Scott, he was able to leave New York um, as soon as he saw that things were getting hairy and before those restrictions were put in place, it was right before then. And I couldn't commend him more for his, you know, for that, that thought, I would do the same thing. If I had a house in Ohio and, and an apartment in Brooklyn, I know where I would mm-hmm. rather be during one of these things. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that, uh, New York kind of feels like ground zero here right now, um, which it really wasn't, uh, it, you know, the West coast is where we started seeing it first. I'm starting to wonder more and more. if Currently, it's just that New York has done so much more testing than a lot of the country has that they've got more cases discovered purely based on that. It's
0: so wild because nothing is for certain about this um, in terms of numbers, in terms of infected, in terms of people who have immunity and who don't and who have been infected before.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the thing we don't. We don't really know. A lot of studies now are suggesting that um, if you don't know this virus, and it, the actual virus is the uh, SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, virus. it's SARS-2. Um, yeah, that's the, the virus the that SARS. causes that's right. that causes the, the COVID-19 uh, disease within you. But it's basically a mutation. Um, and if, along the way, if you've battled strands of this in earlier stages, then you may be immune to it now. And people may have had it. Already during this uh, scare that we've had and just not really uh, showed symptoms. Now they're saying uh, that's the possible. Because it's And really, that is a
0: very, I think. Some people outside, are not being
1: affected the way that others are. That's, you know, and you might not even know that you had it. I think that that is an
0: outside look at it and um, possibly an optimistic look. Because then they would be talking about oh, how much lower the death rates actually are. If everyone's already had it and you're only seeing this many people go. But I think that that right. is actually probably not a correct take. Um, I was no, because I was looking at the a larger interview uh, in the Intelligencer, uh, New York Magazine, um, and it was really wild because they're saying that this thing could be su- uh, such where these um, secondary infections that they're seeing in China might actually just be the first infection that just went a little bit dormant while you were treating it, and then it mm-hmm. it popped back up. So if it's, yeah, which
1: viruses tend to do? So
0: it could either be that, or it could actually be that the body hasn't been able to create the antibodies the first time around that were substantial enough to prevent reinfection. Um, so there's there's like a lot of questions still to be answered on how this thing is operating.
1: Yeah, and I, I've heard uh, to, you know stuff to the extent where it's it's comparable to uh, chickenpox and shingles. Where they're technically both caused by the same uh, uh, type of herpes virus, but there's a, a more advanced stage. So you can get both. Just because you had chickenpox doesn't mean you can't get shingles later. And the way that the, the virus is mutated, um, you they're not positive yet. All the stuff we're saying right now right. is speculation. Was that you that don't sent know if me anyone's immune. the um, mutation chart? Uh, it might have been. I think it might have been in one of the articles I sent it, you. Well, what, it was what it super say? scientific
0: and it. it was a global initiative that was breaking down the sequencing of this virus oh, yeah, yeah, and um, showing all the different mutations or whatever permutations uh, that it has, um, you know, that it has developed into around the world. So they're right. trying to find out, like, you know, as a flu vaccine, do you have to get A and B and blah, blah, blah is it going to be branched out and um, distinct enough to need several different uh, strands of vaccine right
1: yeah and and there that's that's the whole thing they're not they haven't really nailed down uh, if there's different forms of the virus yet like all like we're saying all of this is speculation because Uh, Most of the scientists are still learning, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're making suggestions that people. So don't go out there and tell everyone, oh, well, you know, a lot of people are immune or a lot of people have already had it. Like, no, we don't know that for sure. But they're suggesting that this is possible out there uh, based on things that they're seeing and the way that it's spread. Um, But obviously you have to take the same precautions. It
0: stands to reason that if you are one of the 80 percent maybe that have mild or no symptoms, that yes, you are immune. So that is something that has been a known quantity. It's not a surprise that you're going to have immunity to this virus, just like any other. Um, I think that we just... Everything affects everybody differently. I think we just want to know. So we just want to be able to go and have a drive-through test, maybe, or some kind of compulsory thing, where you test as many people or as many random people as possible to find Mm -hmm. out how affected the populace has been, and on average, how resilient they are.
1: And uh, they have tests out there that can show if you have had it, too. Uh, Grace and I were discussing, uh, not, not for this particular virus yet, maybe, but it's possible to test someone to see if they've developed antibodies for a virus that they've already contracted. And it, it's really good news uh, in terms of testing. Uh, the United States has been um, exceptionally poor. But uh, the FDA approved a, a test that uh, supposed to only take about 15 minutes. And, you know, I don't know much about it. There's not a lot of information yet, but uh, it was created by Abbott Laboratories, and uh, they're expecting to deliver about 50,000 tests a day starting next week. So hopefully this is a successful method for uh, starting to get testing to be more ubiquitous in the country.
0: I did see that, and I think it's rock and roll, dude. That is a hoochie yeah. moment. And I think this is probably a really good time to talk about all the really cool innovations we have been seeing in in the in the face of this shit. It's been fucking awesome. Yeah, just awesome. the last few months. It's been it's crazy. awesome. So, all right, I told you about my dude who was getting this open source 3D printing ventilator project together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's already got a prototype up and running. And he's already built a couple units. He's got a GoFundMe out there. I'm going to put it in the show notes for this episode. And I want everybody this to go This is all there. since
1: we spoke? We, all, we we talked about this on, what, Wednesday? Yes. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, and you should see him. He's giving, like, wow. YouTube update videos. And he's, like, all disheveled. And he's looks like this scientist... Engineer, dude, that he is, yeah. but he's just a Doc young around. man, you know, with a, a young family. And he used to be an engineer at Honda. And, you know, I used to make fine furniture with this guy. And he was a great guy to work with. And he ends up being younger than me, but he's so professional that I could have swore that he was like 15 years older. I'm like, who the hell are you? And so <laughs> right. this brainiac <laughs> is mad good. And he's just amazing at what he does. So he's taking the skills that he has and he's applying it. And he's trying to put out I think he said a thousand ventilators or something, but I'll have to double check it. But um, they or no, it was only going to cost a thousand dollars per unit to manufacture, which is fantastic. Um, And it's something that is a little better than the ad hoc field ventilators that they're saying they're able to get up and running for, I think like a hundred dollars a piece or something. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, you have these people who are coming to the rescue, most notably by far, Uh, And John Houston did mention this several times in his addresses with DeWine this week, is that Battelle, the essentially giant college campus next to Ohio State's giant college campus, that when I was going there, I was like, what the fuck is this place? And then you find out, you know, all the best people in your class go to work there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you hear about them over and over again after you graduate. Well, these geniuses have come up with a technology that is almost being FDA approved, you know, maybe in the next couple minutes, hopefully, to sterilize <laughs> up to like several hundred thousand N95 respirator masks per day, just like with a steam machine of some sort yeah so you want to talk about savings on buying the things on making the material and having all that waste and on transportation and on timeliness and on saving the lives of the people who would be infected if they didn't have this proper equipment Um, yeah and it's and it's like it's so great because you don't want to have to worry about things like Trump using the Defense Powers Act or whatever it is to get GM's ass into production of ventilators you want something mm-hmm. to maybe come from the groundswell and come from. What is this
1: with car companies uh, producing all this uh, equipment for the medical facilities?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like World War II, essentially, because you have the people with the largest uh, infrastructure and manufacturing capabilities um, that are able to retrofit their things in the quickest order, and um, you you take them but over. They'd have to
1: industrially engineer uh, like new new machinery and new production. Units, right? I, mean, I think
0: what I read is that they're essentially just a third party, and their facilities are being rented out. So the government then gets together with the people who actually design, like how you would make a ventilator in GM's facilities, and they make everything, and they just use GM's facilities, and GM just like helps them. Okay. So they're they're part of it, but they're just like, listen, we have to use your bike. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Right. And
0: they're like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> they, like, you can't say no to the government when they're like, yo, I got to use your bike.
1: No, yeah. They, they, it's, they're, they're basically – confident. Or uh, what do they call it? Deboing. They, they take your car. They're deboing. <laughs> I haven't heard a Friday reference in a long there time. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, that's good because uh, the, the shortage of uh, the ventilators and things like that in this country, considering we're a first world power, there's really no excuse – I, uh, you had uh, Cuomo asking for however many thousand, uh, ventilators he was going to need thousands of ventilators for New York, because I mean, they're basically in a panic state and Trump is basically saying, uh, I don't believe that you need that many. He's like mo- most hospitals only have like two, like two, what, what century hospitals are we talking about here? Two ventilators in a whole hospital. That is absolutely not true.
0: Well, he really puts his foot in his mouth when he gets contentious. He thinks that he's going to talk presidential until somebody asks him a question about one of the people who is calling him out, and then he gets real unpresidential real quick.
1: Yeah, he can't stand that, that young lady reason.
0: in Michigan or whatever.
1: He immediately goes on the defensive, and, and instead of answering the question, he starts attacking. It's the person. so
0: gross. And you have people who are Republicans and Democrats in these states. That are seeing the light, I think, and they're just like, I can't believe they're talking this way about my fair governor when they asked him a fair question.
1: I oh god, and he's out here saying like that the he literally was on record saying that if the governors want uh, like this life saving equipment for the, the you people gotta of play state, nice, they have to play. You nice gotta play nice with him. Be nice to me, and maybe I'll give you the equipment. with Boss Donnie. Well, fuck I'm you going very much. to uh, that's ridiculous. Dangle the
0: carrot you- of life in front of you. Uh, if you're not kissing the ring.
1: If you don't kiss my ass, then yeah. Oh it's, it's unbelievable. This is ridiculous. I don't know how it's indefensible that he he says and does things like that. Trump's got this uh, crazy idea that we're going to be up and he wants the country up and running. No, raring to go were his exact words by Easter. And if he wants to even imagine things like that, why is he in the face fighting the very things that are going to get us there faster? Easter is unrealistic to begin with. Let's let's put that out there right now. Mm-hmm. Cuz even Fauci was on record saying, "We don't make the timeline. The virus makes the timeline." Right. So, you know, I don't understand why Trump wouldn't be facilitating all of these things as much as possible instead of arguing with Cuomo. What what's Cuomo going to do with extra ventilators? Yeah, I lied. I just wanted a few extra to sit around my mansion.
0: What he's doing is saying that you're asking for too much. I'm giving you plenty shut your mouth and appreciate what you've gotten and um he's not really a he's not saying yes you're right we have a national shortage we are coming into this short-handed in many regards because of my own we policies are. of course he's not going to say that i sent you a link that made me sick because it was ridiculous it was um something about how the cdc slash the number of infectious disease experts they had in China from like 14 to 3 since the beginning of the Trump administration. That's all you need to know right there. This man.
1: Yeah, he's gutted so much. It's just, idea. oh yeah,
0: nobody wants big government. Nobody wants people doing these useless tasks like science and uh, planning for the future. And best right. case and worst case. Or a pandemic
1: case. response team. Imagine if we had one but of those. But 14 oh, to
0: 3. So you mean to tell me yeah. that that many fewer people on the ground in China where this started, you know, didn't really hamper our timeline and our response and you, and everything up and down the list? It's his fault because he wants small government or just because he's anti-science it's one of the two or it's because his ego is getting in the way well
1: currently it seems like he's against both because he's absolutely fighting against smaller governments and i.e the governors of these states he should be a hundred percent compliant with what they're telling him that they need
0: well he's bit he's all for small government because he doesn't want to have to make a federal response at all he got so pissed off when somebody was like yo I don't want a backup. I want Tom Brady. And because that's his boy, he was like, what? I'm Tom Brady. I'm Tom Brady. I'm being
1: Tom Brady over here.
0: It's like, no, you're not, (laughs) dude. You're not being Tom Brady.
1: He's not Tom Brady.
0: You're being Matt Castle at best. Like you have one good day every 10 seasons. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was a good reference.
1: Yeah, I almost forgot about Matt Castle. (laughs) Remember how much
0: money he made just because he like had that – Oh no, it was because yeah, Tom well, Brady was, that, was hurt that season and he, he Right, it was twenty ten, right? Yeah, he played well and enough, Bra- whatever. He's Brady went down and yeah, Castle
1: came yeah, in and he he kicked some ass. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and he's the main problem is is not just that he's fighting everyone, it's that he's constantly just purporting this erroneous information. I mean, people out there are and people believe him. Currently, right now, Republicans are polling to trust what Donald Trump tells them about the virus more than the CDC. No, 90% of Republicans believe that Trump that can't is giving be right. accurate info. It is right. Is that a Fox News and poll? Only, <laughs> a, no, it's a CBS uh, uh, slash uh, UGov poll. Uh, oh, God. I'm sorry. So n- n- 90% of, uh, yeah, that was great. 90% of Republicans uh, trust Trump and what he's saying. And only 84% trust the CDC. You want to hear something? Not always, yes. I
0: am drinking the most liberal drink you could possibly drink right now when you want to talk about this Republican ignorance I just want them to know that I am drinking essentially what is a canned mimosa
1: yeah I could almost smell it when you burped exactly
0: I figured I'd let everybody know what the hell was going on there with all that carbonation it's not just coming it's it's not just yeah
1: but it's called it's a good libtard soda it's called press
0: (laughs) and um, it's like the fanciest white claw you could find because it has juice in it so I'm drinking a blackberry hibiscus
1: one right now Hibiscus. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. all fancy.
0: And then they have like cardamom and
1: ginger. And Is it hibiscus or hibiscus? Are we going to do this again? I always said hibiscus. We were talking about how I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> any words because all I do is read them on screens yeah, my entire life. Yeah, you might life. have that one, though. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there you go. That's where uh, the country is at right now. And uh, what you really have to look at Donald Trump still being a symptom of what the real problem is rather than the source of it. Yeah, uh, the shortage of ventilators has been a, a real problem, but it, it looks like we're we are finding uh, your friend. We're finding ways to to get around that and to get more uh, ventilators to the people that need them. Um, so hopefully, in the next two weeks or so, we can reach the apex and turn this thing around. Right? Uh, because uh, most most of the experts are are saying that this week is when the shit is really going to hit the fan.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, so you know, we had our Dr. Amy update, and she said that we pushed this thing back what two to three weeks. So we pushed the curve back, and that was good. You know, the mitigating techniques are working. Um, mm-hmm. That still means that we're going to be on lockdown for a while.
1: We are, and uh, it's been a, a basically a, a conglomerate of things that have come together to, to make this bad for us. I mean, we've been, we we've had a, we've known, I should say, that there was a critical shortage of uh, ventilators and other like life saving mm-hmm. equipment. Uh, In this country since like 2000, there's been like 10 reports between like uh, 2003 and uh, 2015, all saying that we were certainly not prepared for something of this magnitude.
0: Well, that it was all going to be a viral pandemic. Everyone knew the exact type of threat that was going to take us out, right?
1: Well, it's always been, you know, if it was H1N1 or if it was Ebola. Yeah, these are the
0: things like, hey, Bill Gates, malaria nets. Yes, but also what else? Ventilators. All right, come on. What's the uh, mm-hmm. volcano that's going to erupt in everyone's neighborhood? It's a scary time because I think that we have a president who has one timetable and, like you said, the disease has another. And we're coming into it in waves across this country. We're such a spread out nation that this thing is hitting each community differently each state differently and to have everybody on board with one directive is very tough but at the same time when it comes over you like a wave and that's kind of what it is it's like it's like this big pulsating wave and uh depending on your tactics is depending on how how high that peak gets but um there is a time where everyone needs to take a time out, and we're in it right now. And it might be a little lengthier than he's saying. So, I don't hear anybody. It's going in to be the, a lot. Lengthier. I don't hear anybody asking the tough questions. Like, don't you think that it might look like we need to extend this for best case practices, sir? Um, it or like ask Fauci right in front of him, sir. Don't you think that two weeks might be just uh, the beginning of the recommendation and that this thing might go a little longer? And hear what he has yeah, to Trump say. Yeah, needs to
1: maybe stop arguing with Fauci and just, just parrot the stuff that he's telling you because that's the real stuff.
0: Yeah, because Listen you're to going him, to get eaten Trump. up in the polls. 90% of And you of are going to get chewed <laughs> up and spit out by November. And Joe Biden is going to literally not talk once from now until then unless it's going to be just – uh, hey, hello, here's if Bi- if what Biden everyone told me. Biden wants to me. win
1: this election, his best tactic is to just shut up right now for a yeah. while. Yeah, and he was
0: doing <laughs> like, a lot of cable interviews when this thing first broke, but now he, I think he realizes right. that it might be best to let this uh, douchebag fall on his sword, especially since he has no policy influence right now.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how competent Biden would be as a leader, but uh, I, I do know that he his best course of action currently is to just not talk because he puts his foot in his mouth sometimes but, too.
0: Yeah, but like we've said, he put he doesn't put his foot in his mouth um, to the detriment of others very often. Like if we no, wanna talk about the crime bill and go back there, yes. But I'm talking about yeah. if you put him in a room with the scientists and the experts uh, on Wall Street as well, and he, he like he said, he gets his financial He's updates, more likely to listen. <laughs> he is more likely to come out with a good idea in the end of it, in an end of a one hour session Donald Trump is. That's just an, an yeah, easy thing to, to survive. That's the
1: primary difference. He's not a he's not a megalomaniac the way that uh that Trump is uh, with the way that he rules. Yeah,
0: his ego is the final filter, and that's the most unpo- unfortunate it's, thing.
1: It's a huge problem. Yeah, especially when he doesn't have enough good ideas on his own. Um, <laughs> right. But to expect that uh, to expect that we were going to be uh, open by Easter. I mean, you're going to say something like that, and then just a few days later, we immobilize the troops. For like two months yeah I mean we're, we're looking at till mid-may <clears throat> like 30,000 troops that's a <clears throat> uh, army and airmen and uh, the, the Navy's yet to report but uh, there's a, a defense stop movement order uh, so they're basically paused and not doing anything for two months so that tells you right there probably we should expect two months for ourselves as well absolutely
0: and that brings me to another point was that we are seeing things ramp up a little bit locally um, Besides getting my friend with the ventilator on for an interview, which I am trying really hard, but go figure, he's really busy right now.
1: That's good. <laughs> I'm you know, okay waiting. <laughs> and that's
0: fine, I understand, but I really would like to pick his brain on here for a little bit because he is such a, a smart dude and a thoughtful man. And I, I wanted to give him you know, whatever bump I can besides just continually talking about him on here. Um, let him speak for yeah. himself kind of thing. The other person I wanted to get on is a local mayor because we have had a curfew in place there for about a week or so and it goes from 11 to 5:30 a.m. and no one is allowed out on the streets of this little town here in northeast ohio um so that is something you're seeing in very few places especially of this size but it's done on the on the local level and it's done because you know in reaction to essentially a bunch of juveniles not taking this shit seriously
1: Right. How about that? Uh, yeah. That's wild, right? I, I think that there's, this, we spoke about a contrast in, uh, in people earlier, how they were behaving at home, whether they're fed up with their families or they're bonding with them. There's an equally as large contrast going on with the way that people are reacting in, in terms of our government and leaders and people uh, in like the tech industry, medical science, how people are, are, are handling all of the stuff that's being thrown at them right now. And some people, it seems like all you want to do, like your buddy making uh, the the ventilators, it's like a round of applause from the entire world should be in order. And then there's the other people who you just want to piss on. Mm -hmm. Like you can't believe how poorly they've reacted to the situation.
0: Yeah, well, as individuals and as leaders of individuals.
1: So In terms, I'm talking, yes, as leaders. Right. uh, Primarily. Right. Well,
0: I mean, you have a bunch of kids hanging out together in the park. And no one yells at him and I didn't, I missed my opportunity. I really wanted to, but I was already pretty out of breath from my run. But, um, you know, it's like, where does it, where, where do you have to actually take responsibility? Uh, these parents obviously were not telling them to do something or making sure that they weren't interacting at real close ranges or whatever. So,
1: um, that's a big failing on the parents part, but we also, I don't know how to enforce it short of bringing in the national guard or something but you've got to keep – you've got to keep those things at a minimum. You can't have these massive beach parties that are still – I mean, it, you look at the hotspots right now and New Orleans is one of them. And why is New Orleans one of them? Obviously, because they can't stop pretending every day is Mardi Gras. Yeah. It's it's a – between New Orleans and Michigan right now – It's in the lifeblood uh, just, down
0: there and I'm wondering what's going on with Michigan yeah, because absolutely. that shit is wildfire right now and it is not well, Detroit
1: good. Detroit is a, is a mess and, and Trump's not wanting to send them either. You have three either. counties
0: – in you know the Detroit metro area, with like a thousand cases a piece, just pop up in the last you know whatever week. Obviously, yeah, it's insane. But also like over a hundred deaths, I think, just in Metro Detroit, and that is it's, crazy. it's wild to see where this like like I said, it's definitely a density thing, but it's definitely a community practices thing and um, social mores thing. Like you're seeing, uh, you know, in New Orleans for sure.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of
0: the National Guard, the National Guard mm-hmm. is coming to Ohio and being activated in Ohio. And it was something that a lot of people were hesitant. Oh, you had mentioned Hesitant. That. Yeah, I, I
1: haven't read about that yet.
0: Well, DeWine had been talking about it um, just the last couple of days in his addresses. Okay. And a lot of people were worried about that because, you know, in Ohio, we have a very specific history with the National Guard, with Kent State. That's something that permeates all of our collective memories. Um, even young people know about Kent State.
1: Well, this was all before we were born. So. Absolutely. And I but went it, there for a little while. Part of Ohio's was And
0: I was learned on it real quick. And you understand what it means to stand up for individual rights. And you understand what it means to not stand for government overreach at a certain point anymore. So people are really skittish when they hear that the National Guard's coming in and I understand that but you have to be able to come out there with the positive uh, stories that are reassuring right from the get-go so when I was hearing these stories about New Rochelle New York and the National Guard coming in and what they were doing was scrubbing toys in the preschool classrooms to make sure that everybody was sanitary like every little block And every little nook and cranny of these uh, preschools and kindergartens to make sure the kids were okay. That's what you Mm -hmm. want people to know that the National Guard is here to do, or that they're here to help uh, direct traffic, you know, around the hospitals so that everyone can get there as quickly as possible and move men or buildings or machinery or whatever the hell they have to do. They're just there. They're they're a good force when when used correctly, and that that kind of incident will never happen again.
1: Yeah, uh, and it doesn't even just have to be people who are overly familiar with uh Kent state. I think people uh picture the National Guard and their mind immediately goes to like a South American country. It's an occupational got, force. Exactly. That's what they they start thinking about dudes with giant guns just parading the streets, but they have a lot more functionality than something as uh as surface as superficial as that is. So Absolutely. I it could be a, it could be a good thing. It could be what we needed.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a really yeah, interesting went, time. yeah, I wanted
1: to uh, Wanted to talk about yeah, and the, the people. These are people who are being selfish. They're being immature, and it's it's really putting other lives in danger.
0: Okay, there's so a long list, note, but go ahead, give me your top ones. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, there are a long list of just some interest, like the. Well, first of all, the most recent one I saw, uh, there was a, a Amazon uh, delivery guy in California okay. who was caught on security camera just intentionally coughing all over the package Shut up. that he was dropping off for these people. Yeah. Shut up. There's, there's photos no, and video of him on, just man. coughing on the package. He spit on the package. I don't need to hear this. It's terrible. He spit. It's terrible. And then uh, you sent me a link about the woman oh, who's just walking around oh, coughing on produce and in, inside of a grocery store. The grocery
0: slot. store had to throw out $35,000 worth of food because she went yeah. and coughed on all of it.
1: What kind of a? Do we know what kind of a grocery store it was? Was it a, a closed chain or was one was it
0: now? A, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I <mean. laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if they were just a small time grocer, or like a bodega or something that, in New York, that's a, that's a deal breaker you're done. for your business. You're done. Yeah, that kind of. And uh, I I don't like to pick on uh, religion at all, but we've got a few religious fanatics out there. Uh The first one being the the pastor who just refuses, and we're in Louisiana here, which we just declared as being a hotspot. Absolutely, and he won't close his church. Yeah.
0: Brags he's about how he's got hundreds in. of people.
1: Yeah, he's saying, uh, well, if you can uh, allow people to go to the grocery store or to the liquor store, then they should be able to. Well, no, that's different, man. I
0: think they said he was bussing them in from other places, too, because their, <laughs> local, church, uh, their local churches their were church closed. Their church
1: was rightfully closed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Unbelievable. God. Unbelievable. That's so stupid. And then, um, but then
0: who's he going to blame if he happens to live through this, you know? After having his hand kissed how many times at the end of the service, if he happens to live through this and, you know, so many of his parishioners perish (laughs) for, you know, pardon the pun. Um,
1: All right. That was actually pretty good. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. But so (laughs) if they go by the wayside, um, right. Who's he going to (laughs) blame? Who's he going to if they cast her
1: away? If you know what I mean, Um,
0: it's not going to be him. It's not his fault then either. It's like it's so no, gross. It's so negligent.
1: And well, that's the other thing. There's I screened about another pastor at a church who was basically chalking all of this up to uh, the mark of the beast and it's a plague and all this, and basically telling people that if you don't sin and if you don't this and that, it's going to be fine. Which all of this is completely ridiculous. Well, karma paid this guy a visit and he got the disease and he died.
0: No way. Yeah. Oh man, where was he at?
1: Ohio? Um, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking. Oklahoma. We have so many of these articles. No, he wasn't in Ohio. He was somewhere... Uh... Oh, God. Even more we have backwards. Too, too, too many yeah. articles here. No, yeah. I mean, it's a deluge. That one was... And it
0: happens every day. And if you turn on you know, the TV or... I, probably, there's a lot of really good resources for those kind of stories. I just haven't had my ear to the ground. I've just seen the ones that bubble up to the top. And I'm like... It makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm like, can somebody you know, maybe put a glove on and then punch these people in the face.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's okay to still worship. And I, I, I believe that people who are religious, yeah, definitely do what you want to do on your own time, but you can't go to church right now. You can't put other people at risk. You can't put people who aren't even going to your church at risk. And as far as the mark of the beast, and this this is not a plague sent from God.
0: I think that if you are a a responsible leader of a congregation what you would do is you would keep your doors open but you would tell everyone to stay the hell home you would let them know that the lord sees <laughs> you wherever you're at but the point okay. is you
1: cannot this guy was from louisiana too by the way the mark of the beast guy of course also in louisiana well yeah it's Good all lord. like
0: um yeah it's all true blood down there that's what it you know everything reminds me of um, it's all, it's all spooky and moss riddled. Um, but anyways, so,
1: um, yeah. yeah. Well, the point is, is we've got, until we've got fewer people being stupid, until we've got leaders acting competent and taking responsibility. And I'm super thankful right now that we have DeWine in Ohio, who's really done. He's listened to the experts. He's taken control. We've got Dr. And Andy's been proactive uh, talking to us. Yes. Uh, the whole time. And, you know, he I, I don't know what it must be like to be in Michigan right now where Trump doesn't think your governor's playing nice and doesn't want to send you the ventilators. It's got to be scary. A lot of the tragedies going on right now are man-made. Right. And it, it, it's really really frustrating when you're working on trying to get the, the world open again, mm-hmm. for Christ's sake. Yeah.
0: So it's definitely a rip-the-band-aid-off type of thing where you have to incur the pain now so that it is not prolonged later. And it is really, really unfortunate because none of our systems are set up for that Uh, in terms of short-term medical supplies, in terms of short-term shutting down of the government, in terms of uh, halting people's rights. It's crazy time, and it's putting everyone's... um, will to the test in every avenue of life um it is so what we need now is more stand-up specials unfortunately i watched tom segura's and it really left a lot to be uh desired uh i don't think i'm even gonna watch the new burt kreischer one
1: i watched the tom segura one as well i wasn't amused yeah like he's getting
0: really old and just extremely crude um, yeah, it wasn't very definitely. good
1: Mark Marin had a good one. your boy Mark Marin. you liked it? Had a good I didn't out. like it, see because I went oh, and saw him. I liked the second half of it. I like the second Did half. Did I of tell it, you so.
0: about when I went to see him?
1: Oh, was it this was it this routine? Yeah, well, it was kind of half no, this
0: routine. It was the last time he was here just a few months ago right before the greenhouse Tavern in Cleveland closed. Okay. Um, my favorite restaurant and actually one of his too. And um, he was in town, and I tried to go there, but it was super busy because there was a Cavs game. I think I might have mentioned this, but anyways, it ended up being half the routine that was on this special. And I'm not seeing as many punchlines. Uh, it's not as happy anymore, and I quit listening to his podcast because I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to it when I want to listen to Inside Showbiz again. You know, with the interviews of the people he has, but. Right. I'm not, buy- I'm not digging it right now, and um, his oh, that's his whining negativity in the beginning is putting me off. Like you know, I'm having the family, I'm trying to be upbeat, and um, I'm going a different direction.
1: Yeah. It is, it's a little hard right now, I guess. To he's, be he's a truth teller
0: and he's a great liberal he is. and he's fantastic guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I'd probably, we'd probably hang out. I like Mark Maron a we'd lot. We'd probably yeah. hang out and but be angry fucks together all negative. afternoon. I love it. That's, that's where I live. Yeah. And, but that's where I'm trying to bring myself out of.
1: Yeah. He does have a lot of negativity, a lot of self deprecating humor. He has a, a very, uh, pessimistic, uh, view of the world. He's a professional uh, cynic, a Hobbes esque, uh, view of the world, uh-huh. um, so yeah, um, I guess right now we are looking for positivity. We're looking for leadership. Um, you know, we've uh, Rand Paul. We spoke about uh, mid last week uh, has the the virus now, and uh, a lot of the senators who are around him have self quarantined. And I think a lot of that stuff, um, things like that, have to happen before your government really starts taking the people seriously. Now you look in uh, like the UK right now, Boris Johnson. Tested positive for COVID-19. So now the basically the head of your state is, is infected. You have to pay attention to that now. I don't think that Donald Trump is still taking this seriously enough. I'm not saying I want him to get sick. But sometimes it, it's a little more... They feel so distanced from the people sometimes, I think... That it's not real to them until they see it up close and personal. Yeah, I know
0: what you mean. Um, and since so many of his supporters have welcomed him into their family as the 13th apostle, um, if you know <laughs> yeah. they saw him get stricken by it, they would feel as though a family member got stricken by it. They would feel as though the patriarch was infected and they might really take it seriously then as well. I completely understand that, but, you know.
1: We can stop talking about it being a hoax or a conspiracy or being caused by the 5G network or any of these other things. (laughs) Um, There are so many, so many uh, conspiracy theories out there. Oh, man, you'll have to send me that one. That's good.
0: No, but – no, I I completely agree and – we're going to see how it goes. And this thing is playing out day by day. We had a really great time doing the midweek podcast this week. Um, it was we a really fun thing to record. And we were just overwhelmed with news. And we didn't want it to get stale. And I think it was the right call.
1: We didn't. We had, Yeah, we had the bill uh, getting passed. And uh, it was passed. Um, <laughs> it was passed even though they wanted to pass it quickly in a, uh, a voice vote. So they all didn't have to go there and get together and spread disease. But uh, the... Kentucky uh, the rep uh, what was his name Thomas Massey he objected to everything and made everyone make last second uh, plans to fly back to washington so they could do an actual recorded vote yeah
0: what an asshole
1: and at least just so he just so he could lose anyway and trump <laughs> called him out like he did he told him to throw him out of the republican party yeah. however that would work exactly but that's
0: fine i mean you have somebody who's so crazy that trump is actually saying we could use one less gop seat i don't give a <laughs> yeah, shit we don't need we this can guy lose right this here. guy <laughs> wow that's when you know you're yeah. off course
1: what an asshole! <laughs> so, but it, it was it was good to see that because Congress really, I mean, yeah, they they squabbled at first. The you know you had McConnell and uh, Pelosi going back and forth, and Schumer. Um, they got but they it got done. it done in a hurry. That's right. It got done in just a couple days. What and it you was have signed
0: is a lot fewer it, protections in place than you would have yes, if they would even have, even though they. They were trying spent, to
1: sneak stuff in there. Both of them were right. But, but what um, I mean is that, like, they got you're dumb. not
0: going to have the oversight of how this money is doled out as if you would have if they would have got to plan it out for a year. So you have big pots of money that, um, you know, might not have <coughs> as much as much red tape as it should, uh, but they didn't have the time to do it. So they m- might not be able to put those protections in retroactively, but if they can, that would be good because you want to have as little of a repeat of the 2008 bailouts as possible.
1: Even though we've still got we've still got bailouts going on, uh, if you, you, they're not called that, but we've got a half a trillion dollars. No,
0: these are bailouts. But what I mean is that we don't want a repeat of the of the inadequacies or of the the irresponsible way that it was loaned out to be That it was
1: handled back in 08 and 09. Yeah. yeah,
0: so that's what a lot of people are concerned with and have jitters about uh, repeating on both sides of the aisle. So we'll see how they did.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they could have done a little bit more for the small businesses too because those are the people always, who are really always. taking a hit. But um, they're trying, I guess. I don't know. And uh, the Dems didn't get any of their weird-ass riders in there <clears throat> about like clean energy and all these different things. Like, no. Is that is this the time for that? Certainly so, is not. That's that's good. Um, The Dow has recovered a little bit. That's a positive thing.
0: It is. And we
1: don't know. We don't know if it's short term. (laughs) We don't know exactly what it means. Exactly. We'll (laughs) keep
0: an eye on that. Uh, But more importantly, we want to know that stimulus is going to keep coming to the people and that everyone's going to be safe while they're hunkered down doing the best for the rest of humanity.
1: Yeah. You're going to have to ration that twelve hundred if you're getting it. And
0: anything you do with it, let's try to buy dry goods and let's try to be sensible with it and not go out and I don't know. And just buy. Yeah, what else
1: can you do right now? <laughs> well, I mean, like, just don't buy like,
0: the press hibiscus blueberry ridiculous seltzer
1: um, like some idiot. Yeah, and spend it at your local markets, too. Spend it locally. The, there you go. Those big corporations are getting that half a trillion. I think that so. is the best don't thing be right. you could say.
0: Right there. Good idea. And also, yeah. Uh, take a hike <clears throat> and uh, maybe go to a drive in movie or something.
1: Drive-in movies making the comeback. It's fantastic because I loved drive-in movies when I was a little kid.
0: We have a great one here in this area. Is still operational, it's still open. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a classic. So we will be going there.
1: Yeah, I mean that sounds like a, you know we can't go to movies. What what are the? <laughs> I mean, it sucks if you've been in the middle of a big budget movie right. for the past you know year well, and a half. Well, I'm sure and they're going to play some
0: it. classics. I, they don't have or they're just re-spinning the new releases that came out a month ago. But
1: that's um, what you have to do. It's it's the same as sports. All the all we can watch right now is like the 2016 World Series. You know, no thank the you. 16, 17 I NBA Finals.
0: <laughs> Someone <laughs> was like, oh, you know, Game Seven of the Indians and Cubs is on. It was on the.
1: Yeah, I refuse to watch. Like
0: it. <laughs> I was at that game. I do not want to watch that game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one to watch. Yeah. It was a, a good series for me. I lived in Chicago for a while, so I'm yeah. a, a bit of a closet Cubs right. fan. But I'm an Indians fan. I was born and raised. In the Cleveland area, sure. so uh, I had to go with my, my Indian's heart on that one, and uh, that was a shame. But good for the Cubs. And I was going to say, know, they, just they, they more importantly,
0: one. good for getting some sports in in general, because...
1: Yeah, something to watch, something to, you know, we got to get our minds off stuff And if you and can't Netflix even throw so a ball deep. to someone
0: else, if you don't even have anyone of ball-throwing age in your house... I don't. Or, you know, I do, aptitude, but she can't throw aptitude, one, exactly. So. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're afraid someone's going to break a nail, or a wrist, or your face... That you don't throw a ball with them. And, Correct. Um, that's unfortunate because everything's got to be solo right now.
1: Yeah. Well, how's that going? Uh, you, you can't do your ping pong club. No,
0: I can't do ping pong club, but I have a ping pong robot. Uh... <laughs> I, fig- <laughs> I figured I would stop you in your tracks with that one, buddy. Um,
1: I had nowhere to go right there. <laughs> so I
0: have a big net set up on the one side, encompassing the one side of the table. And then I have this like thing that looks like a... Uh, in like a big vase with a hole in the middle of it. And it's a big hopper in the top. And, uh, it holds like 120 balls and I can adjust the top spin and it's a little robot that shoots them. It's like a jugs machine for baseball. Does
1: it land them? But it's, it lands them for you. What's that? Like it, it, it hits them on the table when it shoots them back. Not only
0: that, but it has oscillation. I can make it go side to side. I can change how frequently the ball comes out. How much was
1: this device? It was
0: only like 150 bucks. 100, really? 130 bucks yeah i mean it's like a mid-level one they have ones that are like have three rotating arms and can do all kind of crazy shit um that's crazy yeah man. absolutely it's the jetsons it's, we're living in the future it's a fantastic training um tool and i've been out there doing many many rounds so my game's gonna be pimp tight once i break out of here
1: yeah it's kind of like one of those mini uh tennis machines that's awesome
0: hell yeah so that's how that's going
1: yeah. Don't mess. Do well, at least Do you're, not you're, mess. you're getting to pick up a paddle. <laughs> That's right.
0: And I Amazoned a little miniature paddle for the baby because I think she's ready to go.
1: She's ready to go. Yeah, she's got to be. By the time you're one, you should be able to at least get a good serve going. No doubt. And she's got the grip <laughs> I mean, of a
0: gorilla, so she should
1: be fine. She's, she's going to need a stool to get up on the table, but she'll be all <laughs> we'll right. We'll make it work. You got to do something. The golf courses are closed. Man, people are pissed off about that.
0: Actually, Oof. up in Northeast Ohio, they have been able to stay open.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, they're definitely closed in this area. And uh, there are a lot of unhappy campers out there. There are. Because um, that's definitely a place where you can social distance all you need to. It is.
0: And that's why so. they allowed it as a leisure activity um, with the, the discretion of the course owner. A lot of the places, uh, a lot of the courses that are owned by park districts or municipalities are closed because they're taking those public directives um, right. but that makes sense. people who have privately owned courses and up in northeast Ohio up here it is a mecca of golf courses um, you have some that are remaining open and uh, just doing their best and they're putting out um, I got a couple emails saying listen we're sanitizing carts blah 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 doing everything we mm-hmm. can to keep you safe so come on out and play I'm like hell yeah oh, good that's for great. you and I even sent it out on to some friends on Facebook I was like listen this is true. We can still play. So yeah, it, it is available yeah, some got, places. Hopefully, it'll be coming to every neck of the woods. We've soon. got,
1: yeah, we've got private courses. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, obviously, there's the memorial, and there's all kinds of stuff in the area for, uh, for golf, and uh, clubs. But yeah, uh, I don't go there because I'm not part of that club. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, uh, but the other thing, if you don't golf, if you don't play ping pong, go for a hike. Get outside. Do something. Keep your mind positive because we, as we said, are not close to the end of this yet. And you could probably just kiss that Easter prediction goodbye if you were believing that. If you were among the 90% of Republicans believing what Trump tells you.
0: That's right. And I'm going to close this show with um, just a thought for everybody. Maybe go listen and watch that Mr. Rogers movie Um, because I heard time and time again during the the movie, um, what do we do? with the mad that we feel um you know and it just reminds you we all have options on what we do with the frustrations that uh, arise inside of us so remind yourself of that and um let's all go out there and have the the best nicest most peaceful week at home we can possibly do
1: yeah stay calm stay safe stay happy stay mild uh, bitches Stay mild all the time, and we will talk to you in a week, and we'll find out where we are then.
0: All right. Thanks again to Ryan Little for the intro music. Check him out on the SoundCloud. Check us out on the Facebook. Check us out on the YouTube, and obviously, rate and review in the iTunes store. Thank you very much to everyone. We will see you next week, or maybe sooner.
1: That's right. Everybody take care.